Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Groover. And I'm Jason Mefford. And to start with, we just have to ask for your forgiveness about this particular episode because, you know, this episode is about forgiveness. <laughs> there you go. I got you, right? But a boom boom, right? I don't, I don't know if you got them, but yeah. <laughs> bad joke, bad joke to start the podcast off with. But no, we uh, you know, this is something that's kind of come up uh, you know, I know for Kathy's clients, for me as well in my life as 100%. well. I mean, it's 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 something that everybody has to deal with, and we really haven't talked too much about it. So we thought mm-hmm. we would talk about forgiveness today. Yeah. Well, and it's such a multi-layered process, right? There's self-forgiveness, and sometimes that's harder than forgiving others. And I have, you know, several clients who, when I'm working through coaching, and they're telling me about what happened as a child and how their parents treated them not so great or horrible, and how they're having trouble forgiving that. And one of my clients just recently, he said, the whole concept of forgiveness makes no sense to me. He said, why could you, how could you possibly ever forgive somebody for these horrible things that they did? And I said, well, you know, you're caring... <laughs> Basically, they're living rent-free in your head. Mm-hmm. You're carrying around those those memories, those thoughts. And if you can come from that place of self and put yourself in this compassionate, curious place, and you understand, well, my parent was abused also, or my parent was neglected, or this is the mindset they had. Sometimes you can have that place of compassion of, wow, they were in such a hurt place as well. Now, forgiveness doesn't excuse the behavior, doesn't mean it was okay. But there's that releasing and that lightening of burden when you forgive. And it's really hard and it's really complicated and everybody views it differently. And I just thought it would be an interesting conversation today. Well, no, and it's interesting because there, there, there are some different sayings that go around this, right? Like, like one, one of them that I really like is forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you, right? And and so maybe we can talk about that for 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 a minute. No, no, I want to. I do want to jump back and and talk about like the you know. But these are horrible things. How can we forgive them, right? But but it's interesting because I think, you know, when we can finally look at forgiveness of, it's not for the other person. It's not to help the other person, uh-huh. but it's for us. It's to release us from that burden. And like you said, I mean, so much of the time, if we if we hold on to resentment, uh, anger, some of the things like that that usually go along with this, yep. those are things that are weighing us down, right? And so, like you said, the minute that we can actually forgive and forgive ourselves, right? Because I I think this is one too. I was uh, I can't remember who I was talking to, but we were talking about big T, little T trauma. Yep. Right. And so big, big T trauma, right. The example I used was rape. And, and this is, again, you know, it's, it's not, this is not, <laughs> rape is a horrible thing. Right. Uh, but it's, it's interesting when you think about it or look at it from a different angle than what we normally look at it. And this kind of comes back to uh, uh, lightening your burden and the self forgiveness mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Because so many rape victims feel shame because they feel like it was their fault. Yeah. Like I did something 
that led to this, or I deserved this because I'm a bad person or yep. whatever, right? And so a lot of times there's this, this shame that goes along with it. And so there's a lot of self-forgiveness when you go through something like that, but there's also the forgiveness of the perpetrator as well, right? And again, like you said, if we can start to, you know, look at it differently, right? Like, well, maybe that wasn't the person's intention. I mean, again, you, you know, from, from dating and there's, there's, it was funny because I, I was talking to somebody about it, you know, where it's like the no, but the eyes say yes. Right. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, sometimes it's a very fine line and every, every circumstance is different. Uh-huh. Um, but there, there's, a, there is a lot of times like that where maybe the one person is like, well, I know you're saying no, but you're grabbing me and you're taking your panties off. And it's like, what am I supposed to think about that? Right. Where they're maybe the other person that wasn't their intention or the, or, or what they were trying to do. Right. Or right. maybe that other person was abused and that's all they know. Yeah. Right. Because, because sometimes we just have to have compassion for what the other person is going through. Um, yeah. and, and, and why they might might even think that's a, a right a, a good thing to do yeah yeah it's such a complicated issue and you know the i've talked to a couple of clients recently who have had horrible things done to them as kids by their parents and you know they're questioning you know, like how could they have done that to me and it's like well they were hurt too and there was something in them that was broken that caused them to treat you that way and again forgiving that is lightening your own burden and so often the people have already passed on or you don't have contact with them anymore. And one of the clients said, you know, I can't imagine sitting down with my father and telling him I forgive him. And I said, well, you know, you actually don't have to. I mean, some people would say, yes, you know, sit down and have a conversation with him, tell him you forgive him, because then that lightens his dad's burden a little bit. I said, but I did so much forgiving in regards to my ex-husband and I never told him that. It was my process for me, and I forgave myself for staying in a situation that I, quote, shouldn't have been there that long uh, because, you know, timing of the universe just kind of takes when it's time. Um, but I forgave him for so many things, but he doesn't know that. You know, we've never sat down and had that conversation. I did it for me, so I wasn't carrying that resentment, that anger, that want of revenge, that sadness, that grief, what you know, that it was I forgave to lighten me. And I know the moments that I have sat and very consciously done that, this lightning that happens. Um, it's a profound experience when you allow when you allow yourself to do that. And again, that doesn't excuse behavior. It doesn't make it okay. The stuff was still horrible and it's not burdening you anymore. Yeah, and I think that's a you know what what you brought up there too. That I think a lot of times when people think about forgiveness, they have this what it's supposed to look like in their mind, right? And they're like, I'm not I'm not willing to sit down and have that discussion with my father, let's yeah. say, right? Because I I just don't want to have it. It's un, it's uncomfortable. I don't want to hurt his feelings, maybe, right? And so a lot of times people will hang on to these things because they haven't done that particular act or whatever it is that they think they have to do in order to forgive. 
But just like what you were saying, we can just forgive in our head. We can say it out loud. We can scream in a pillow. We can, you know, the other person doesn't have to know about it for you to release it and for you to move forward. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think this is, you know, one that we brought up before, you know, I think it's one of the old Buddhist quotes too, right? It's like, it's like, don't live in the past. Why continue to suffer the same yeah. things, right? It's mm -hmm. like, so when you haven't forgiven somebody, when you're still in the shame for yourself, mm -hmm. when you're in the anger, when you're in the whatever it is about the other person, you're continuing to stay there. And so you continue to kind of feed and allow that hurt to fester. Yep. Right. And you're living in the past at that point. And if we're truly living in this present moment, then that's gone. That doesn't matter anymore. Now, does our past affect our present, which informs our future? Absolutely. But if we're tethered so far back to the past, it's going to keep dragging us back there. And what is the suffering that you're facing currently because of that past hanging on to things that that if you let it go, you'd be freer, you'd be lighter, you'd be more um, open to things. And if we look at it from an ego state perspective, right, when we're in that neutral place of self, we're compassionate, caring, curious, connected, calm. Um, it's when we bring up that hurt ego state, that angry ego state, that revengeful ego state, that we're not embracing self. And the forgiveness comes from being in self. You can't forgive from that angry state. You can't forgive from that vengeful place. You have to be in that place of self, which is caring and calm and you know, all of those things. So it's really a matter of what does that ego state need? Does it need to hear an I'm sorry from somebody? We can't always get that, right? I mean, both my parents have passed on. If I want and I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. And I see so many people living in a space where they're waiting for an apology. They're waiting for that reconciliation. And it's probably not going to happen. Could, could it that, you know, you get a phone call out of the blue from someone that beat you up in second grade and they say, I'm so sorry I did that. It could happen. Maybe they're going through <laughs> AA and they're doing the immense. No. Um, but the other person probably doesn't even remember that they beat you up in the second grade, right? And so I would sit around waiting for that, right? No, um, no. But you know, we have to find a way to fulfill the need of that ego state and lighten its burden and forgive it so that we can move forward. And it's really about moving forward, right? Uh, and not living in that past hurt, you know, not to diminish anybody's trauma. And at some point moving forward into that forgiveness is going to be healthier. It's going to be better for you. Well, and it's funny too, because like you said, you know, a lot of times we feel like we have to have that conversation, like to be able to tell them and to forgive them or say <laughs> that I forgive you. But I, I think one of those other constructs that a lot of people are under is, well, I can't, I'm not going to forgive you until you apologize to me. Right. And uh -huh. like you said, well, if, if you're waiting on that, it probably is never going to happen. Right. And so you don't have to tell somebody else. You don't have to have the conversation. You don't have to tell them that you forgive them. They don't have to say they're sorry, right? You can forgive people whether they're sorry or not, right? And and I'm sure, you know, some people might feel uh, sorry for what they did, but just might not want to tell you or have the courage to tell you. Yep, or some people may not even be sorry for what they did, 
you know, one, because either they don't give a shit or, you know, second reason might be they don't even realize they did anything wrong. I, I mean, just how, was going to say how, that. Yep. How, many how many times does that happen, right? Where it's like, all of a sudden, somebody is really pissy with you. And I've seen this sometimes and, you know, with, with people that I've interacted with and all of a sudden they'll get kind of pissy and I'm like, what's, what's the matter? What's, what's going on? Why, what's changed? And they're like, oh, you blah, 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 blah. And it's like, whoa, that wasn't my intention. I didn't even realize <laughs> I did that. I didn't yep. even realize I did it or I said something, but my intention, you know, I was just talking to a friend, just sharing some information that was kind of coming to me you know like tell this person this right uh -huh. because sometimes that comes that 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 comes yep. to me from the universe yep and so it's like i don't fucking know why i'm supposed to say this but okay here you go kathy i'm supposed to tell you this right uh -huh. take it don't take it i'm just the messenger yep right and and the person was like i you know when you say that because you've said that to me now a few times i feel like you're judging me uh. and i'm like oh <laughs> friend that is not what i'm doing uh -huh. right i i so do not judge you i'm not saying those things as a judgment or to say that you need to change or do anything different i'm just sharing what's coming through to me yep and my intention is never to hurt you never to uh be judgmental towards you my only intention is to be kind and loving and respectful and deliver mm -hmm. the messages that I feel like I'm supposed to give you. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, that happens a lot. I mean, sure. Uh, this whole world is full of people that have no idea that they hurt somebody else's feelings or that somebody 100%. else was offended by yep. it. Right. Absolutely. And so they're oblivious to it. Yep. Like, like the kid that beat you up in second grade that doesn't even remember. Yep. Right. And they're not thinking about me. No. Why am no. I still carrying that around? I'm not, I mean, that's an example, but, but I had a client say this the other day. He's like, you know, I can't believe, you know, he has to know that he hurt me. Him calling me and telling me to never fucking call him again. He has to know he hurt me. And I said, maybe he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And now three years later, you guys have, you know, are back communicating. And my client really feels like he needs an apology. And I said, maybe him just reaching out was that olive branch. Maybe that was his way of saying, I'm sorry. You know, my father, my, it was so rare that my parents would, would argue, but the couple times they did, my dad would leave and my mom would get so upset. He's not coming back. And I'm sitting there thinking, of course he's coming back. And he would not only come back, he would come back with presents because my dad loved buying things for people. He never said, I'm sorry. His way of reconciling was, Hey, I got you this, your favorite candy at the mall, because his love language was one of them was gift giving. And so that was his way of saying, I'm sorry. Um, people say, I'm sorry, in different ways. And it, if it's not the way that works for you, you have every right to bring that up. You know, I told my client, I said, look, you have a choice to make. You either continue this, you know, this now refreshed relationship with your friend, exactly the way it is where you're afraid to be vulnerable. It's very surface because you're afraid to get hurt again because he's not apologized or if you want this relationship to go back to being deeper, you can sit him down and say, look, you know, those couple of years ago when you said the things you did, it really hurt my feelings and I just need you to know that. And he goes, but that's, I don't want to, I don't want confrontation. And I said, interesting. I said, 
you can say, well, you're a real dick the last couple times. You know, you can say it a different or you can just be it is a risk, be vulnerable and say, yeah, it really hurt my feelings when you called me and said, never fucking talk to me again. And then see what he says. And if he's not open to apologizing to that, then you know where you stand in this relationship. And he might not have even realized, or maybe he feels like he already apologized in a way. And I'm really curious. To see, that's his homework was come back with me like, next time and tell me what you're deciding to do. It's fascinating to watch him struggle with this because it's been a couple sessions where this is like percolating and he's really afraid to bring it up. It's fascinating. Well, so maybe let's take that. Why don't, why don't we take that example and we can just talk about, because I think some of the people listening might be like, well, okay, so how how do I forgive somebody else? If it's, you know, if I if I don't have to have a conversation if I don't have to wait for their apology, what does it look like, right? Because, because again, like you said, so here, here we have a, 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 a client, a real client, but a fake client, right? Because we're just using it for an example, right? right? But it's obviously this other person did something, told them to fuck off and never talk to them or whatever, right? So your client was offended by that. And very hurt. And hurt, Right. Which, again, I mean, I, you can understand that, especially if it's somebody else that you like, uh -huh. that you want to spend time with. And if they're like, no, don't talk to me, yep. um, that can hurt. Right. So so there are different options. Right. So let's maybe think about some of the different options, because like you said, it, it, they don't want confrontation. So you don't necessarily have to bring it up and have that conversation. Right. Uh -huh. You can choose not to do that or you can choose to do it. Uh, if you choose to do it, you can choose to be a dick about it, or you can choose to be vulnerable about it. Mm -hmm. But I which, is risky, you, which is risky, which risky is risky if you're already hurt, which is risky. But I can tell you, if you're going to be a dick about it, that's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. So why even go there? Right. Right. I mean, if, 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 if your whole intention is to just kind of be a dick and give it right back to them, like you're going to see how I felt now. Right. Because that's what revenge often is. Right. Is trying to hurt the other person because the other person hurt sure. you. I'll show but you. All, yeah. Yeah. But all you're doing is you're you're perpetuating it. Because right. then they're going to be hurt and then they're going to want to hurt you back. And it just starts to escalate. Mm -hmm. you know, what point. I found so fascinating with this conversation was not this conversation, that conversation was as soon as I said, you know, you can always sit him down and say, look, man, I just wanted to bring something up. You really hurt me. I'm so glad we're communicating again. I just needed to let you know. He viewed that as confrontation, which I found fascinating because in my head, that's not confront, you know, that's not confrontation at all, but he wants to avoid that conversation. He is just, a, he goes, you know, of course he knows he hurt me. It's clear he hurt me. And I'm like, yeah, but it's clear to you and me that he hurt you. It's not maybe clear to him. And so if you feel that you need an apology, you need to bring it up. And so we'll see where that lands. But yeah, I mean, how do you forgive somebody? Do you just say, I forgive so-and-so? Do you have to feel it? Do you light a candle? Do you sacrifice a goat? What do you need to do? Well, any of those can probably help depending on what you're doing, right? But, but I think it's interesting because like you said, you know, sometimes people, uh, and as I was thinking, you know, especially because we mentioned love languages before with your dad and the gifts. Yeah. So for somebody whose love language is words, they probably have this bigger um, desire to hear the other person uh -huh. say they're sorry, right? For me, touch 
and time are are more my love languages right so so uh i wouldn't even need to have the conversation but giving the other person a hug and actually feeling it and like sending love to the other person while uh-huh. you are hugging them to me that's that's you don't have to say anything come up and touch me on the shoulder give me a hug you know do something like that to show me you know tenderness or love towards uh-huh. me that's enough for me right yep. but but yeah like you said the people who are are uh, uh who, who who want the words <laughs> right which i can't get the words out of my mouth i guess ah, they're gonna be looking for that right or your dad liked to give gifts mm-hmm. people who like to receive gifts man it's great when your husband cheats on you right because he's going to bring you home a big old new piece of jewelry right well and that's the joke right it's like oh, i yeah. did something i'm in the doghouse i better get her a ring you know it better be diamonds i mean that's the, that's kind of the societal joke of that well and i have a client who anytime her husband would do something wrong his way of apologizing was he'd make her favorite meal it was an act of service mm-hmm. and if she came in the door and she smelt that specific dish she knew he was saying i'm sorry and that didn't really work for her, which was fascinating. I mean, she she accepted it and she knew that was his way of it, but it wouldn't have been the way she chose. Right, because service, acts of service probably wasn't her love language. Right. So there's so there's probably one of the tricks, right? Is that if you're if you're trying to if let's say you're the person who may be hurt or you're trying to come forward with something, you want to do something that meets the love language of the other person. Right. So so again, I don't know if your mom liked to receive gifts, but if like if that was like the lowest one on the thing, and she's like, "Honey, I don't want that fucking piece of candy," right? Um, then that's you know maybe your dad could have used a different yeah. thing, right? You know maybe if acts of service was your mom's thing, then he do he goes and washes her car, or he I don't know does her laundries, you know something that she would normally do. Right? Maybe you do that for the person, right? Because I think, you know, a lot of times it's it's stepping up and just having the courage to be the one that goes first. Yeah, I think so. And then we get into self-forgiveness, which is even harder, right? Because there's, so, I mean, there's things I can think back on my past that I did that were hurtful or I remember so clearly, it's terrible that I can remember this so clearly because there was, and I released this, but there was so much shame around this. We belonged to the local pool for the summer. And I was sitting there with one of my dad's friends and his son, who was maybe my age, maybe a year or two younger, and I was probably 10 or 11. So this kid was probably eight or nine. And he was going to, they were going to drive me back to the house because my dad had to leave. And I'm, we're getting dressed, we're putting our shoes on, and I tie my shoes. And I look over and this boy, again, probably eight or seven, eight, nine, puts his foot out and his dad ties his shoe for him. And I went, what, the kid can't tie his own shoe? And the dad says, no, he's actually handicapped and can't. Oh, I had no clue this kid was somehow special needs. I think he was autistic. Um, now that I look back and I know what autism is, I mean, but like kind of classically autistic, he didn't talk much. And he, oh, I just thought he was, it was Jimmy. It was just the kid I hung out with. I had no clue, but I remember feeling such shame. And the way the dad said it, no, he actually can't. He, you know, he didn't explain it to me in a kind way. He kind of went <laughs> smart assy. But I remember like for years, I could bring up that feeling 
and hang on to that shame and how horrible I felt. Like I could still go there if I let myself feel that. But it's like, I was, it was from a place of innocence. I wasn't trying to be mean. I didn't hurt him on purpose. I wasn't beating him up. I wasn't teasing him because I knew he had an issue. I was asking a question, though it didn't, it didn't come out kind of smart assy, but I, that came from a place of innocence. And I don't know where this kid is anymore. And if I called him and said, I'm sorry, I said you couldn't tie your shoe. Like he'd be so confused. So at some point I had to forgive myself and recognize I just didn't know. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't mean to be hurtful. Um, and I had to release that from myself, release that burden and let it go. Well, and it's, it's one of those two where um, kind of from the, the self, the self forgiveness side, and then also the forgiving the other person, right. Is, is like in that instance, you know, do we need to sacrifice a goat? Well, if that's your thing, then sacrifice a goat, right? But what I'll do a lot of times is, you know, let's take that situation that you have with that, you know, kid from the pool. You have no idea where he is, right? But so so what I might do, you know, is is think about that, that experience uh -huh. and then say, you know, I, I don't need to feel any guilt or shame for this. I was an 11-year-old kid. I didn't know any different, right? So, so there's 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 no sh I, I I don't need to feel shame. In fact, I feel grateful that I was able to have that experience, so I could now be more sensitive uh, around other people, right? Uh -huh. and, and 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 so think of it and start feeling gratitude for having that experience instead of feeling the shame. Because now what you're doing is you're switching that emotion of shame that you're feeling with it for a feeling of gratitude, right? right? And so that's one thing I, I do for myself for kind of a self-healing, self self-love on things like that. Or, you know, I had, I've had people say, you hurt my feelings. And, and, you know, earlier in my life, I would go to kind of a place of shame, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I, I didn't mean to do that. Where now I'm like, I didn't hurt your feelings. You chose to be offended or you chose to, you know, feel angry because of what I said, but that wasn't my intention. I, I you know, I was doing this from a place of love. So I don't need to feel any shame, right? And kind of stand in my power. But something else that I, that I do a lot of times will be, you know, like that little boy, you have no idea where he is. So I'll just sit and I'll think about that little boy. Uh -huh. For a few minutes and think about that experience and say something like this right uh i apologize you know if i if i offended you or your dad when i when i said that that wasn't my intention i send you love and light uh -huh. and just for 10 seconds just feel like your body's kind of glowing and like you're shooting this light beam to wherever mm -hmm. that person is in the world. You don't have to know where they are. Yep. You just have to imagine, you know, I would, in, in that instance, I would imagine that father's face and the boy's face. And I would mm -hmm. like send both of them little light beams. Yep. And, and then it's done. Yep. And, and I've done that too. And I don't think about it anymore. Yeah. I've done that too. And also put, you know, going back to the, put yourself in other shoes, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, the dad 
must, you know, how did he feel having a son with special needs? Because this was also back in the early 80s, if not late, it was probably the early 80s, where there wasn't the kind of resources and there wasn't the understanding of what autism was or, or whatever this kid was was dealing with. And for me, who was supposed to be a friend to say it that way, oh, what, he can't tie his shoes? That might have brought up shame for the dad. You know, I don't have a normal kid. He can't tie his shoes. I'm forever going to have a, a giant child living with me. I, you know, who knows what I triggered in the dad that caused him to be kind of not so nice back to me because he very easily could have said, well, Kathy, he actually can't. You know, he's got this disorder. And, you know, he didn't explain it to me. He just went, no, he actually can't. He's, you know, he said the R word, but, you know, he's like, he actually can't. He's, he's, he's. You know, he actually can't. And I was just like, oh, crap, I didn't know. You know, he could have handled it in a different way. I could have handled it in a different way. Um, but, you know, who knows what I triggered in him by saying that. So I have to forgive that whole exchange. But I'll do that, too. I'll sit and I'll just, like, think about the person and say it's loving kindness meditation, right? It's sending that kindness, that love to the people radiating it out. So oh, this is such a fascinating conversation. It's been a long one. We should go. Oh, forgive us for coming in. Forgive us, for forgive us for talking. Forgive for us for talking longer than we normally do. This but is an important I, but, topic. Well, it is because I think it's, um, you know, because we've talked about self-love before and about how important self-love is. And I think one of the reasons why we don't love ourselves as much as we should or could is because of a lot of the shame and the fact that we haven't forgiven ourselves for the mistakes or what we perceive as mistakes yep. that we've made. And I think we've talked about that before, where there really are no mistakes. There's just learnings. There's opportunities for growth. Yep. Um, you know, and and when we can start to do that uh, for ourselves, then it makes it easier to do it for other people. Yep. Right. And so, so especially, you know, what I would say is, you know, for those big T things, it's like, don't worry about forgiving the other person for raping you or, you know, beating you up or whatever the big T uh -huh. happens. Killing your family. Killing or... your family, whatever it is. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about forgiving that. Worry about forgiving yourself first. And it's going to make <laughs> the other way much easier when you get to that point. Yeah. Um, because there is... Um, you know, I know we've gone long, but this popped into my head too, that I don't know if I've even shared on here, but um, when I was younger, my my younger brother uh, was accidentally shot and okay. killed by his best friend. And um, it was an accident. It was a pure accident. There was no foul play, anything like that. And I remember my parents and especially my mother teaching me this lesson when I was 15. My brother was 13. I was 15. And I remember her, because uh, obviously, I mean, imagine how you feel as, you know, accidentally killing your best friend. And I, I remember watching my mom go up to him. It just gave him a big hug. Right. Where most people, it'd be like, oh, my God, you killed my you killed my son. You killed my son. But I remember the strength that she had of just having her walk up and hug that boy. And say, it was not your fault. It was his time to go. Oh. And we don't have 
any ill feelings towards you. Wow. And um, that was the way our family handled it. And I saw him uh, probably 10 years later. And we were talking. There was no, nothing, right, from, from me to him. But I remember giving him a hug again at that point and wishing him well. Uh-huh. Um, so forgive others, forgive yourself, and forgive me for crying because that... Uh, that was one of the big lessons in my life. Yeah, they got me crying too. <laughs> All right, and on that. On that, right. we're going to blubber our way out of this episode. <laughs> yeah. It, explore it. Explore forgiveness. That's the yeah. final thing. Okay, I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out. Have a great week and explore forgiving yourself and forgiving others. See you on the next episode. See ya. See ya.